the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach Patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome. Welcome to Word and Worship here this Sunday morning, February 18th, 2024. And we're going to be digging into a new book. We've got, we finished up all of Ephesians um, on Thursday. So we are going to dig in now here on Sunday to a new book and we're going to get into Philippians. Uh, it's a beautiful chat, beautiful book. And the chapter one is also just an amazing um, uh, group of scriptures that, that relate to so many other scriptures that I think you'll really enjoy uh, today. So we will uh, dig into that. Let me say a quick prayer and then we'll get rolling here. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for all these beautiful people coming to join us this Sunday morning or even later when if they're listening to the broadcast. Um, Lord, we, um, I mean, listen to the recording of, the, of, the, of this broadcast. And we, um, we just submit ourselves to you, Lord, as clay as Isaiah 64, 8 talks about, where we, you're the potter and you make us the work of your hands. Make us all the work of your hands, Lord, as we submit to you. And Lord, I just ask for blessings on everyone that we are able to just soak in your word and your worship today, that we will worship and your presence will come down on us as we learn the scriptures that are attached to each song and also learn this beautiful scriptures in Philippians. Get me out of the way, Lord, and allow your word to do what Hebrews 4.12 talks about that your word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing to the soul, spirit, to the joints of morrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Lord, may this just this, this penetrate and be, and just change us to a way where we can become more like you and less like the world. We love you and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, I'm going to jump right in uh, to, to first letting you know uh, how you can be a bigger part of this ministry. Um, we have like 20 things, 20, 25 things in, in all these tiles that are now on a, right on a, an app that you're gonna love uh, to where you will be able to find everything. Like that searchy platform where you can search the prophetic words. Um, the whole the whole idea of having a, uh, a beautiful, um, the, the, all, all the beautiful music that we have, have, you can have access to all the scriptures and how we've attached it and what, who, who's, the, who's the, what version of the song we use, etc. That can all be found there. You can find all the stuff with to do with teaching clips for me that are in the what called shorts or reels, right? Same with when Gus is teaching, we have some some clips of those. All these things are kind of a little difficult to find. All everything in the neighborhood, everything in the equipping section, the inner healing and deliverance, the whole equipping that we're doing with hearing from God. Don't miss that Monday night. You're gonna really enjoy. 
that. So the what you want to do is just to download this app, right? You'll really enjoy it. You can use your QR code there. Just put your camera up to that QR code and it'll bring you right to this page and you'll be able to download both the neighborhood.social app, which was where the Facebook replacement and uh, then the B2T Ministries app where you can uh, use either your Google or your Apple phone to be able to, an Android or an Apple, to be able to uh, really have everything at your fingertips, right? Everything our about tab where you can believe, uh, word and worship, praise and prayer, have, have older versions of that, plus all that music I talked about. You keep on going, to, my blog will be in there. Other people's blogs you can get to, the forms you can get to, everything. <laughs> I'm just really excited about this new app and you will really enjoy it if you take the time to just quickly download that and have access to everything at your fingertips. So let's dig into Philippians 4 a little bit first and then we'll get right to some music. Um, I see Pam and, uh, and Annette here. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. That, that's beautiful. Um, in fact, I think I might do a little music first now that we have a couple of worshipers here already. <laughs> so let's do a classic. Let's do, let's do that first before we get into Philippians 1. This is, a, this is obviously amazing grace. My chains are gone. And this starts obviously with the lyric of amazing grace. I once was lost, a wrench blind, now found, and I can see. Points to a couple of scriptures. And you were dead in your trespasses, sins in which you once walked. That's Ephesians 2, 1 through 2. We have seen his glory, glory of his only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14b. If uh, Nett and... Uh, and uh, and Pam want to read scriptures and later we'll do that. The hour I first believed, this song talks about obviously, by grace my fears relieved. That points us to Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Third lyric in this beautiful classic song is God my savior ransomed me. Been set free and like a flood his mercy reigns with an unending love. And uh, 1 Peter 1, 18, 19 says, Knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways with the precious blood of Christ. And Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and mercies never come to an end. Fourth thing says, His word my hope secures. He will be my shield as long as life endures. He promised good to me. Every word of God proves true. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. Proverbs 35. You'll see these scriptures at the bottom during the song, even some other scriptures that will pop up. So let's let's worship together. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was, was lost, but
from Southern California, <laughs> Lainey Lee. Welcome as well. This is a cute one, no build a boat. Do you mind doing this one, Pam? And Annette can do the next one. <laughs> All right, no built a boat. Why can't I, there we go. Sitting in the sand, told everybody and s said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with the with pitch. Genesis 6:14. So let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. For nothing will be impossible with God, Luke 137. Mm -hmm. When God opens a door, he will lead you through. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut, Revelations 3.8. So take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Genesis, Galatians 6, 9. All right, I just changed the sound settings. I'm hoping you could hear, uh, Pam, I could hear her perfectly. <laughs> and I know Zoom could, but I just set it to where I'm making sure everybody on Rumble and everybody else can hear it as well. Uh, but let's worship. Noah build a boat. They're very cute. He didn't give up, did he? Something you wake up from and not pursue. When God opens the door, well, He'll lead you through. So take that leap of faith, or you regret what you didn't do. Remember, no one built a boat sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody sitting man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wouldn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact Flip you upside down, leave you flat on your back. And when you think you can't, just 
We don't give up. Even during this, when God tells us to do something, just go. Here's the draft telling us the key to the song. It says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6 mm-hmm. 9. <laughs> uh, Nat, if you wouldn't mind reading this one. Oh, I love to. <clears throat> Excuse me. When oceans rise, I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. James 1, 2-4 Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where, my, where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, faith may be stronger in the presence of my Savior. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah 43, 2 Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you call me. Lord, command me to come to you on the water. When Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out his hand. Matthew 14, 28b, 31a. May fail.
Um, hope you enjoy that music as much as I do. Where uh, notice that the scriptures are at the bottom as it goes across there um, to really pull us into those lyrics that are pointing to the Word of God. Right? That's why we call this Word and Worship. It's partially because of the videos that bring us closer to the Word of God, which is Jesus, right? <laughs> he is the Word. The Word became flesh. Um, we're going to be digging into Philippians now and get back to some more beautiful worship music here in just a second. Uh, what, what's interesting about Philippians is it just cor correlates with so many other uh, parts of Scripture, and that's what uh, we'll be digging in today. So let me read through this whole chapter first, and we'll kind of come back and dig into it. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has this beautiful thanksgiving and prayer. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. This is one of my memory verses I just love right there, by the way. Um, I'll highlight that just for future. So, oops, I'm not logged in right now, so I guess I won't do that. But there you can see, again, just a beautiful memory verse if you're interested. It says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers of me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and all discernment, with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God and it gets back to the advance of gospel or in verse 12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And that's him being in prison, right? So that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. It reminds me of Joseph being in prison, just serving and um, having eventually interpreting the the dreams of the baker and the cook, right? And and uh, I guess I guess the armor bearer, whatever that's called. And uh, you know, and here 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 he is, just serving. Paul serving in prison. Verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, but not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. And this last part is that to live is Christ. Yes, I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers 
and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It's another uh, memory verse of many people. I don't have it on my, my list right now, but again, you go to BibleMemory.com and you can go to the group, Blessed to Teach. All one word, blessed with number two, teach, right? Um, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. This is this interesting. So it's all about death as an upgrade. You don't have to be scared at all, right? Because if it happens to you, it's an upgrade. You're with Christ, right? Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them for the destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Now there's 30 verses of deep stuff if you really start digging into how this relates to other scripture which we'll get to in just a bit. Um, but this is, again, Philippians 1, and you will also learn a little bit about what happened to Paul in Philippi. If you remember, it wasn't real good, right? <laughs> so we'll go through a little bit of that story as well. I want to get to, go, to maybe dig into a little bit of this, this first part, starting in, in 3, where he says, you know, obviously thanking God everything that we should do before we eat or whatever, just making sure that we, we thank the Lord. You'll see that in Romans 1.8. First, I thank my God through Jesus for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. That's something we can always do, is always just thank God for those that are in our lives, right? Uh, sometimes it's not all perfect. Everybody is has their little quirks, but, but we can just uh, thank God for those that are in our life, especially those that also love the Lord. You'll see, um, in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine. So to actually be praying for those you love is important, right? Um, here you'll see that same concept in Ephesians 1.16 where it says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So here multiple times, um, Paul in Ephesians as well as in Philippians is making sure you're always thankful for uh, those people that God put in your heart and, um, and, and in your life, right? This is that the memory verse I was talking about, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus, right? What a beautiful verse. It's also insinuated in here, 1 Thessalonians 1, 3, where it says, Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor, of love and steadfastness, of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
right? So you can see uh, that the steadfastness of the Lord is, this, is similar to the other verse where, where his steadfastness, he's just not gonna, he's, he starts a good work in you, right? When you have the new creation come into you, when you have the Holy Spirit, and it's gonna grow and it's, he's gonna finish that work. He's gonna finish that work if you've really got the Holy Spirit in you. And it's just what's so beautiful. He began a work with you when you 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 put the Holy Spirit in you and, and repented of your sins and you brought him into your life. And uh, he is going to bring that to completion. And that really means you walking in your calling. I believe that we talked about all in Ephesians 4 and uh, actually Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 4, right? Um, we'll finish up this paragraph here. Um, when you talk about will bring it to completion, right? Um, you'll see a little bit more of that in scripture as well. In Psalm 138, all the way back in the Old Testament, the Lord will fulfill his purposes for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. That is uh, bringing it all the way to completion. You also see that in other parts of the New Testament where you see in 1 Thessalonians 5:24, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. We talk about that, right? In one of the songs we'll get to today is do it again, right? He's just gonna, he, he's, he's gonna just be with us and, and, and as he does these miracles in our life, sometimes we don't even notice them and we look back in hindsight and go, oh my goodness, God was walking with me, right? And he's gonna do it again, all right? You see here, um, the day of Christ Jesus. That's another thing that's interesting. Right, that day of Jesus Christ. You see that same type of wording in other parts of the gospel too. 1 Corinthians 1.8 says, Who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ? Obviously that person is going to allow us to make it all the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that's, that's him himself. Right? We are going to be sustained, sustained by the Lord as we go through rough times. And and the Lord's been talking to me pretty directly that this is going to get rough, right? And because the, when Satan realizes that the remnant's walking in the authority and power of him, and he can't, he has to flee, and he can't resist it. The only thing he's going to be able to do is try to get us into pride or try to get us divided, right? And try to get us to lose hope and stop spending time with him, right? So as long as we say, nope, sorry, um, the, the, this, it, this is going to turn around to be a beautiful best is yet to come time. I think it's going to be something that we can really, really be excited about. In verse 8 it says, For God is my witness. Right? You'll see that type of wording as well in Romans 1.9. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of the Son, that without ceasing I mention you. It comes back down to this without ceasing, praying without ceasing, right? And that, uh, yeah, this is very important if they're saying, God is my witness, right? So Paul's making a big point here. God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. So that's what we can do with our loved ones, especially ones that even aren't saved. Yearn for them, pray for them, right? Verse 9 gets into some more things about loving others. And it is my prayer for the, that your love may abound more and more. And uh, wow, what a concept in the whole gospel, right? God is love. 
He wants us to, to show God's love to others. 1 Thessalonians says, And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. So this abounding in love is something that we can strive for. Right? This reminds me of 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says you have these three things of faith, hope, and love that are abiding, those three things. But the greatest of these is what? It's love. Right? So abounding in love is one of the ways they know about us. We love each other. They can see that love that we have for each other. And, um, you know, even even the love for those that are what God sometimes calls unlovable. He told, told us in this ministry he's going to send us unlovable people. <laughs> That's why we have inner healing and deliverance. So those people can be set free, can be healed of their wounds, and allow. Uh, and so we, so we have a group that meets... Um, every other week on Mondays to train and but you can come in and get uh, some inner healing and deliverance um, up as part of this ministry uh, by just going to the neighborhood and looking at that group and or, or going to contact us and let us know um, if you want to uh, experience some of this inner healing and deliverance it's all about setting the captives free from these spirits that are attached to wounds so heal those wounds the spirits have no legal right there anymore goodbye sends them to the pit. So Jesus heals you, heals the wound, and, and everything else is sent to the pit. It's a beautiful concept, and it's about bounding in love for all people, right? Um, you'll see also with knowledge and discernment in this verse. Boy, is that something that's both, those are two, two spiritual gifts, right? They, we, have, we have these gifts of knowledge, or utterance of knowledge, that we call it in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, um, and discernment are really key to um, live in the Christian life because there's so many false spirits out there, right? False prophets out there that we have to use this knowledge and discernment on a regular basis to make sure that we're staying on God's path. Colossians 1.9 says, And so from day, the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So you can just see this whole um, gift of spirit of wisdom and knowledge is so important and, and, and emphasized in multiple parts of Scripture. And verse 10 gets into to, so that you may approve what is excellent and be so pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Woo! Uh, that's not easy to do as a human, right? <laughs> so you need the Spirit to make that happen. And this is also discussed here in 1 Thessalonians 3.13, where it says, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. So how does that happen? Well, it doesn't happen from our human in the flesh strength, right? It only can happen because of the death of Jesus and the fact that his blood, like Isaiah 1.18 says, that though our sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool, right? So that's how you become blameless in holiness before God the Father. It's by making sure that you have Jesus Christ accepted as your savior and that he's, and then, and then when we get judged, remember, what does, what does the judge see? perfect life of Christ and not our life and that is something that I definitely want on the white throne judgment right I imagine you would as well <laughs> filled with the fruit of righteousness um, this talks about in verse 11 
And so that's what we all want, right? Don't you want to be filled with the fruit of righteousness? <laughs> I tell you, that's exactly what I want to do. That comes from Jesus Christ, right? It talks about that. Um, and you'll see in Colossians 1.10, it also talks about, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully and pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So as you increase in the knowledge of God, that's why you renew your mind in the, in the, in the, in the word of God so much. You're going to bear good fruit. Right? That's why if you want to know who a true prophet is, you basically, uh, in the New Testament, it clearly shows you, you'll know them by their fruit. Right? Are they actually, do they have good knowledge of God? Uh, do they, are, they, are they actually expanding the kingdom of God? Right? Um, and each of us can bear that awesome fruit as well as we just submit to the Lord. And obviously, it all comes through Jesus Christ. So what you see here is in John 15, 4 through 5, where Jesus himself is talking. He says, Abide in me and I in, in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Remember, the vine is Jesus, right? Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing so this is pretty vital if you really try to advance the gospel in your own strength it's not going to work right it's pretty much being connected to jesus and how do you do that it's pretty simple you put god first in your life right and that if you put god first in your life everything else is going to fall in place like matthew 6 33 says right seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Everything just kind of falls in place if he's first in your life. If he's not, then things get kind of dicey as a Christian, right? <laughs> so, but when put him first means that you always are going to spend time with him, right? You're always going to be in the word and you're going to let him yoke you. You're submitting to him fully. And that's the abundant life. That's when he gives you the desires of your heart, right? I just love that, how he gives you the desires of your heart by you just take delight in him. Take delight in him. Put him first. And things will just be so awesome. And I'm gonna I'm gonna move this song up uh, to do. And if we just talked about God loves us so much, and we see the miracles He does, and He'll do it again. So I'll read this one. This is um, I see Teresa joining us too. Thanks, Teresa, for being here. Knowing the battles won, great is your faithfulness. I'll see you do it again. Your steadfast love, O oh Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Second lyric says, I know the night won't last and your word will come to pass, I believe. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. John 8, 12. You move mountains. You made a way where there was no way. And when things are, you know, this one talks about the night won't pass, this night's gonna pass, the bad times. The bad times in your life, they're gonna pass. God's going to be there for you. Um, but he moves the mountains. He, he makes ways where there is no way. You know, similar to the psalm Waymaker that we sing a lot. This says, For truly I say to you, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. So important faith is that shield of faith. Matthew 17, 20. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me in John 14, 6. It's an important concept, guys, there. He's, he's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. 
The only way you can get there is through the through, through to the Father is through Him. And once you accept Jesus, what happens? You see miracle after miracle, and they'll do it again. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come.
said to wish never seen me as seen the father. Steadfast love, O Lord, extend to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Mm. This is the celebration song of the house of the Lord. Pam, would you mind reading this one? Okay, you called me, right? <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind doing it. Mm -hmm. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. You make known to me that the path of life in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Psalm 1611a. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? 1 Corinthians 6.19 We worship the God who was and is and evermore will be. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who has, who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4.8 Praise the Lord in this, in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds, according to his excellent greatness. Psalm 151-2 He hung upon that cross, the God who heals and saves and rose up from the grave. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, 1 Peter 2.24, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith, Corinthians 2.12a.
praise to the Lord. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the presents, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Cause we were the beggars. And Nat, will you do this one? This is your, one of your favorites. <laughs> yes, it's just that my internet is so, it has begun, has begun to be so small. I don't know okay. what's going on. It says no the problem. network bandwidth is low. Okay. That, that happens sometimes. That's um, okay. I'll, I'll read this one. So no, not a problem. Yeah, I love to read, Rick. You know that. Yeah, yeah, you no, know no, that. No, no, Rick, no can I read it? Sure. Can you, if you can do that on your phone. Unfortunately, you have to kind of pin me to the screen if you're going to be able to see it. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I can't read it because I can't. <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. I just was hoping I could read today. Yeah, no problem. You are my you are my everlasting God, but the Lord is the true God, the living God, everlasting King. Jeremiah ten ten. The Lord reigns forever and ever. Exodus fifteen eighteen. Second part of the song talks about strength will rise, and we wait up as we wait upon the Lord. Sometimes that's hard to do, right? But it says to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might fills the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 3. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31b. And I noticed that we lost some connection to something, so hopefully we're still going here. Looks like we are. Alright, let's celebrate our everlasting God.
forever. And the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Some of those five songs we just played, or six maybe, Amazing Grace, No Build a Boat. Let us know what your favorite was. Oceans, Do It Again, House of the Lord, Everlasting God. Uh, beautiful songs. Again, Amazing Grace, No Build a Boat. Oceans, Do It Again, House of the Lord. So put in your comments which of those songs uh, just brought you closer to the Lord, or which one do you enjoy the most, right? My internet is working now, and that says that's good. You know, the days of Elijah also said that, that the, yes, the sound is good. Even when uh, Pam was reading that first one, that's good. Thank you, Elijah, the days of Elijah, for letting us know that. Um, let's continue here with digging into this word. I think what I'm going to do now, though, is I'm going to jump into what happened to uh, Paul when he was in Philippi. And uh, this might make it go a little bit longer than... than uh, um, just an hour and a half here, but um, because we just love the music. We want to, I'm playing a lot of music today, but Acts 16, 19 through 40. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and, and Silas. This is obviously in Acts. And dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. The advocates customs, they advocate customs that are not lawful to us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordered the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into an inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. 
Woof! So pretty, not not too good. Yeah, good, right? So this is a so here's the thing about the Philippian jailer. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. What are we doing right now? We're singing hymns to God, right? And the prisoners were listening to them. Just think about that. They got beat with rods, and they probably have chains on their feet as well as their hands. And here they are, about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfashioned. When the jailer woke and saw the prisoner doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. <clears throat> That's pretty bad because um, back then if the jailers let their prisoners go, they would be not just killed but tortured. <clears throat> I'm going to take a drink here. Sorry about that. He drew his sword about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Silas, Paul and Silas. This is important. Listen to what he asked. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So he said, I'm sure you need to go to church every single Sunday and you need to give 10% of your money and you need to actually go serve people and you need to go to Africa. Right? Did he say any of those things? Did he talk about his works and things you need to do? Or what, what's Paul's answer going to be? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. This is even another hopeful verse for many of you that might have wayward sons and daughters is that sometimes I believe God's going to save the elect's family, right? But what's the key? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like Romans 10, 9 says that you need to say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, or declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, a lot of people know that Jesus is Lord. A lot of demons know that, that Satan knows that, a lot of people know that, but they don't put it in their heart. This is, this is the difference. Talk about the 18 inches between the heart and your head. The difference between those who know Jesus is Lord but they're not saved and the people who are saved is that they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in their heart and you will be saved. It's very important. He does not answer anything about works. Doesn't say be baptized, even though it's a command, but it's not dependent on our salvation. Many saved people have not been baptized. They just haven't obeyed that command, okay? So there's very tons of false teachings out there because they, they Satan's biggest, he's a deceiver, right? He wants you to do what? He does not want you to understand the, 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 the gospel. He wants you to depend on yourself. That's the biggest deception he wants. He wants you to say, okay, or he wants to say, hey, you're, you've, you've, you've been too bad of a person. God can't save you. That's a lie. Or if you actually believe in Jesus Christ, he doesn't want you to get it in your heart, right? He said, well, the only way you're going to be saved is you need to do these things. And almost every other religion besides Christianity tells you you have to go do all these things. Pray to Mecca for five five times, right? You have to do all these different tasks. You need to you need to be reincarnated five, 12 times, right, to be able to get to the highest level. You need to you need to uh, obey all 613 laws in the Old Testament plus do the things that we tell you, right? It's, they all replace the faith of 100% Jesus and 0% you. 
as a, as a way to be saved. And they replace it with works. You have to do things. So that's a very, very key, key problem. This miracle happens. And he says, this is the question that so many people ask. And Satan wants to confuse it. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all those who were in his house. So now, again, a lot of people say, well, they really didn't get saved until they actually went to the house, right? And he took them the same hour of their night and washed their wounds and he baptized and, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God, right? Had he done any works at that point in time? No, he just believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrate sent the police saying, let those men go. And the jailer reported these words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to them, they have beaten us publicly, uncondemned men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison and do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So this is how unjust Philippi was. A crowd comes in, they beat, the, beat them, throw them in jail without even asking them any questions. Talk about no due process, all right? <laughs> that's the way they would treat Trump if they could, right? So they came and apologized to them and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of prison and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. So they planted a church. And uh, no matter what Satan tries to do, he's not gonna ever destroy the church, is he? That's a beautiful part about this. And that's what this, this whole next section in Philippians 1 is about the advance of the gospel. In verse 12 here, it's, it's interesting. I love, again, to, I think you go through different stages in your Christian walk where you learn different ways. And I think, think I told you sometimes I'd like to read the whole Bible in less than a year. Um, plus, I always do my memory verses, right? Other times, I'm, I'm uh, digging into one book and just sticking there for a long time. Um, I'm kind of, kind of into the stage right now of just really loving the cross-references, right? So you, you can go to BibleGateway.com and turn the cross-references on. That's one, one way I do it. And you can also do that in, your, in a study Bible. I have a study Bible where you can go to all the cross-references. And you can keep really busy not getting very far in the Bible. But it gets deep and rich, right? And that's kind of where I am right now. And so when I look at this first chapter of Corinthians, it's just so deep when you start looking at this. So verse 12 um, starts getting into, um, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? That's a great commission, right? Therefore, go baptize all the nations, right? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost says, uh, and, and, and happened to me really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and the rest of my imprisonment is for Christ. Now that's pretty cool that the imperial guard, right? And other people in Acts 28, 30 through 31 says, he lived there two whole years 
at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him. So here he is in prison in Rome, and we're getting more detail, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. So God literally used, just like he did with Joseph, time in in the prison to, to actually exalt him later, but now he's using Paul in prison to exalt literally creation of all these different gospels. He wrote a lot of the epistles from prison in Rome. And that's verse 13. Getting to 14, and most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the whole without fear. And you just saw that. He just talked about the boldness, right? We also see that in Acts 4.31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Right? So... That's this encouragement for us. If they're speaking bold from prison, right, and they're praising the Lord in jail <laughs> after being beaten with rods, and we can certainly praise Him no matter what our circumstance is, right? I'm gonna close some of these windows as it makes it harder for me to find the next one. Here we go. So that's 14. Verse 15 gets into some indeed preach Christ from envy. Now this is real interesting. Because I think we're seeing this whole movement of the truther movement too, where people are doing it with the wrong heart, right? Versus and rivalry, uh, versus goodwill. You know, truthers attacking truthers, or Christians attacking Christians is a real big part of this. And so, so what's our motivation for preaching Christ, right? For preaching or telling the truth, is a, is an important concept. And you'll also see that in 2 Corinthians 11, 13, where it says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Talks about the, the, the wolves in sheep clothing. You also see see that there's many false prophets have gone out in the world. So some some people are just have the wrong heart. So when you know Q tells us not to, you know, be careful who you follow. I think that's a really good advice to really watch the fruits of people will give you a good indicator. And if they're constantly just attacking others, that's probably, now I think there are some, uh, like the watchmanfellowship.org, I love that, for instance. They're always distinguishing truth from the cults, right? And so they're they're being called, in my opinion, to actually show incorrect false teachings, right? Um, but if we're not called to do that, and, and a, a pastor that's, that's maybe, maybe uh, done great work and has one, incorrect teaching or whatever i don't think it's our job for all of us to attack that right i think we just got to be careful right i think um i'm not proud of some of the things that that uh, that uh, i was telling from the truth or community that i realized it was not it was it was wrong and i had to correct uh, correct it right um if everybody had jumped down my throat you know maybe i would have lost hope and not even be here right now the whole point is, is let's encourage each other i think that's a bigger part of what god's most likely calling us to do um, but also just understand, be careful you follow, right? Because <laughs> some preach it for the wrong reasons. Verse 6 says that, the uh, 16, the latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. So that's, this comes back to that whole Corinthians 13, right? Everything you do, no matter what it is, no matter what gift you have, you need to use it for love. In fact, he had a word for me on that specifically to tell everyone that, He's going to give us a lot of if you're if you're a remnant if you're part of the remnant, which means you're putting him first, and you've submitted to him as a vessel. He's going to in this time 
do amazing works through us. Just like John 14, 12 says that we'll do greater works in Jesus, right? Through the body of Christ and through this remnant primarily. And that could create pride, right? So he said, he, he's basically warning us that we need to be, be really die to ourselves each day and make sure that what we're doing is always in love, right? That spirit of love. I think that's really key. And you'll see um, here in 1 Corinthians 9, where for it, sorry that's jumping on me, for if you do this on of my own will, I have reward. But if not my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. So really we need to do everything within God's will, right? With that spirit of love is a real key part of how we should be um, preaching, how we should be using our gifts uh, and once we find our calling, still uh, the, the pride could could comes before the fall, so you got to be careful of that. Verse 17, the former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. So to, pro proclaim, to, to proclaim Christ, um, there's a couple verses here. I want to grab this one too, to see if I can grab this other one too that didn't come over correctly not going to do that for me. So I'll just take you to James. It says, but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. Right? So, and that's, that's these are some of those worldly things that happen. Selfish ambition, bitter jealousy, and that can be, that's just human nature sometimes. Right? When we see something that we're good at and we see somebody else doing better at it, and instead of just walking with Christ and being content, we we often will get there and uh, we can we can go away from truth if we're not careful. Verse 19, uh, no, we'll get in that. This is the life of Christ next, but that they can, you can see um, how this relates to so much other scripture. So let, we'll, do, we'll do to live in Christ after a couple more songs and then we'll wrap her up. Um, it's a beautiful first chapter of um, Philippians. Okay, so we got through everlasting God and we were talking about God will do it again, right? In one of those songs. But one of one one of the, the I guess the most beautiful recent songs to talk about how God can make our way, no matter what goes on, right? Is uh, this song called Waymaker. And uh, now I'll read this and have Pam do the next one. It says, you are Waymaker, miracle worker. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. You are here moving in our midst. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3, 16. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. 2 Timothy 1, 14. Isn't that beautiful? Guard the good deposit entrusted into you. You are here working in this place. But Jesus answered them. My father is working until now and I am working. I'm so glad that's there. And he's our promise keeper. Fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. He works in this place. He's our promise keeper. He's moving within our midst. He's always here. He is this miracle worker. Our Lord, our God. 
DJ Waymaker.
temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. You think you can read now, uh, Annette? Yeah. Is it, is it, it's working now? Okay. <laughs> it's working. Okay, I saw mm-hmm. that. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, let the one who hears say, Come. Revelation 22, 17a. There is nothing worth more that will ever come close. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Philippians 3, 8a. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. Your presence, Lord, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Psalm 51, 11, NKGV. And a fifth I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms 34, 8a. Praise the Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. Tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence,
couple beautiful songs um i'm gonna go to some rapid fire scriptures right now just to finish up this chapter and to show you how rich this uh last part is i know we're kind of a little over time so i'm gonna i'm gonna go relatively quick if you like to take notes uh, get get those get those ready here we go so we're talking about to live is in christ yes i will rejoice for i know get my cursor over there there it goes for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. So you look at through your prayers, Corinthians 11 talks about, you also must help us by prayer so that many give will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. So you can see uh, Paul really emphasized prayer in a big way you'll see that uh, in talking also that talking about the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ right we pray in the name of Jesus all the time but that spirit of Jesus is important see that in Acts 16 7 and when they had come up to Mysia they attempted to go into Bithynia but the spirit Jesus did not allow them and there's that spirit of Jesus right there so sometimes you know listen to that still small voice you have or spending time alone with god he's going to be speaking to you he's going to speak to you about your path and what you need to do each day so your calling is really not that complicated it's just really going to the lord each day understanding what the path he has for you and i think that's something that that people sometimes overcomplicate. at it is my eager expectation and hope that i will not be at all ashamed but that with full courage, now as always, will be honored in my body. But not being ashamed here, not not be at all ashamed is what he's teaching us, right? And you'll see that also in other scriptures like Romans 5.5 5 where it says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through his Holy Spirit who has been given to us. There you go. Not put us to shame. You know, I, you see it. See that also in Romans 1.16 says, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel." Right? That is an important point. And then 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. Rightly can handle the word of truth. So we can handle that word of truth. We do not need to be ashamed at all. Um, we talked about also full courage. Uh, so that's the opposite of being ashamed, right? You just have courage. You see in Acts 4.13, Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished. So here's all these Pharisees and Sadducees who are memorizing scriptures every day, and here's this boldness that comes from Peter and John. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. That's what gets us boldness and courage versus um, being ashamed. Right. Um, it talks about be honored in my body. Right. You see that here in 1 Corinthians. For you were brought, you were, you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Right? It's all over Scripture about how important our bodies are as living sacrifices. Right. Um, this gets all the way 
back to life or by death. You know, so remember, death is an upgrade. <laughs> so you don't even have to be you don't even have to be uh, worried about that anymore. You see, that's that's a part of the beauty of an abundant life. Romans fourteen eight says, "For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord." So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Pretty simple. <laughs> kind of keeps the stress off, doesn't it? I'm going to close it a little bit more of these windows again. So I get back to this Ephesians chapter 1 better. Um, For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. There it is again, just completely emphasizing this beautiful concept. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Beautiful. This is another one of those memory verses that uh, I suggest. It's kind of a hard one because it's long, but um, a beautiful one to talk about um, that you're not afraid of death, right? Because <laughs> it's Christ that lives in you. I'm going to jump to verse 23 where it says, I am hard pressed between the two, right? So now dying or living, right? <laughs> Which one do you want to do? And uh, the good news is either way is fine. We're not stressed anymore. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. Yes, we are of good courage. This is this is uh, 2 Corinthians 5.8. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. That's what he was just saying there. So in several places we see that we can look forward to being with our, with our God in heaven, right? We do not need to be stressed for any reason. Um, as a Christian, there's no fear in death. My desire is to part and be with Christ. That's what, you know, that's, that's uh, a concept is in multiple places too. In John 26, uh, Jesus actually said this. He said, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And when I am, there will be my servant also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. So uh, if, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. So, just basically saying that we're gonna we're gonna be in heaven with the, with the Lord. We have nothing to worry about. All this stuff going on is so, so small compared to what we're gonna be in eternity. And so we can uh, enjoy our lives, understanding that we don't have to be afraid of death at all. It has no power over us whatsoever uh, because of what Christ did for us on the cross, right? And convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy and faith this is what abundant life is we should have joy and if we have faith we will have joy right and that is um, discussed also in Romans 15 13 may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope so that is that is uh, how we live we live with joy and hope and faith <laughs> and that no no stress. Verse 27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. Worthy of the gospel of Christ. You'll see that also here in Ephesians 4 1. And there I therefore am a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. There it is right there, to which you've been called. So let's walk in worthiness of Christ. Let's walk that way. Um, and then it also talks about standing firm here right here standing firm in one spirit right 
That's what that's what we want to do. We don't want to be wishy-washy. We don't want to um, be ashamed, obviously. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. All right? So we can be strong and courageous as a, as a Joshua 1.9 tells us to. Talks about being in one mind. Right, that's an important concept of all, obviously Philippians 2, 2 back, it was talking about complete my joy by being of the same mind. Right, you'll see that all, all throughout scripture about us, we can become, become the body of Christ so we, that unity starts to come in. And we start also see about striving, the, our one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. I just love that, contending for the faith, right? You'll see in Jude 3, um, beloved, although I was eager to write you about our common salvation, I find it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So we can contend for the faith. That is uh, just some encouragement there in this beautiful um, part of scripture. And not be frightened at anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them for their destruction, but for salvation that is from God. So this clear sign to them for their destruction, right? We're talking about people that um, are teaching incorrectly, etc. 2 Thessalonians talks about that a little bit. It says, there, this is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. So sometimes, you know, walking with him is gonna create suffering. And you'll just see that in multiple places here for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. Just like Paul was in prison, you know, suffering sometimes is just part of part of what happens. But again, we're not scared of death, so it doesn't really matter. Jesus says, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So even though um, you might be persecuted, you can enjoy your life. Here is this last part. Um, maybe I'll go to another suffering here on Acts 14, 22. Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Yeah, so we're gonna go through tribulations, you know, but he's overcome the world. So we don't have to be stressed out about it. This last sentence here, last verse says, engage in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. So obviously this conflict of, do you want to go to heaven or not? Or and, and <laughs> or you want to stay here and fight, right? Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, hey, it's good either way. You're the Lord's. 1 Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession of the presence of my witnesses. Isn't that beautiful? Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Thessalonians and uh, 2.2 says, but th though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated in Philippi, remember we just saw that, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. So what happens when your life's going hard? Did what Paul did. Even though they were shamefully treated and beaten with rods, they were worshiping the God in jail. And they spoke with boldness. That is an amazing, just encouraging word for us, isn't it? And uh, I think we'll, we'll end it there. I just wanted to let you guys know that that uh, 
let's be like Paul and Silas in, in jail after beaten by rods. No matter what our circumstances, we're just going to praise the Lord. That's why we do this four times a week here. We invite you to come here Mondays and Thursday where we do praise and prayer. You hear a lot of more of the backstagers talking about uh, what's God doing in our life, what's the praise reports. It's a beautiful thing. So I uh, just encourage you again to download the, um, the, the app. You can do that at blessedteach.com slash apps. Um, and the that'll bring you to that screen where you download either uh, you can also just use this QR code I'll show you real quick one last time before we wrap her up in some prayer um, right there so that QR code will allow you to download the new app B2T Ministries app there's also the neighborhood.social app as well that's where we can chat with each other that's where you have be able to join other Zoom groups that's where you'll be able to actually share information similar to a Facebook type platform, very similar, easy to use. Uh, so download neighborhood.social and B2T Ministries app and enjoy uh, just connecting with us. Um, please like and share this. Remember, we're highly censored and the only way people are gonna know about this is liking and sharing this. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed either. Uh, that would be um, helpful as well as we try to get more people to understand the love of Christ. Right, that's what this is about. Let me pray and say thank you guys so much. Um, Heavenly Father, I want to pray just a blessing on everybody that's listening to my voice right now. A blessing of that unity that I keep uh, hearing you talk about. That you are going to uni unify your body of Christ like never before. And Lord, I know many people are having division within their families and friends. We ask that that division starts to be eliminated as more truth. The truth, uh, the spirit of truth comes across all these nations and decimates the spirit of deception. So more people will to see the truth, not only of what's going on with the globalists and all the evil agendas of the enemy, but also they'll see the truth in you. And that's the most important thing, Lord. We just pray for more of our family and friends to come to a deep, close relationship with you. And then we'll have that unity that you talk about. Lord, give us the unity, this bond of peace. We love you. And we say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thank you all for joining us here on um, Sunday morning here on and going through the whole whole chapter of Philippians 1. Philippians 2 has another memory verse uh, that we've added. Several, actually. I think you really enjoy that. We'll be talking about that on Monday night during praise and prayer. And so I do a little Bible teaching right before praise and prayer each Monday and Thursday. Uh, so join us then, and obviously Word and Worship on Friday at 5 o'clock, as well as Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. With that, if the backstagers would mind unmuting and uh, saying goodbye. Goodbye, all. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate you. Goodbye, Rick. Have a great week. <laughs> God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>